today is a day of, uh, of celebration because we are going to celebrate our brother and our new associate pastor, Pastor Kevin. But uh, yeah, yeah, you can celebrate. Every time we say that, you can celebrate. But this is a church service. And every Sunday when we have church, the one we honor, the one we lift up is Jesus. We will be celebrating our brother. But our brother doesn't want a sermon about him. He wants a sermon about Jesus. And then we're going to encourage and celebrate their beautiful family. And so uh, would you join me as we pray? Lord, we are thankful for this time. Thankful for every family connected, every family here. We're thankful, Lord, for the opportunity to be together. For today in my phone, two years ago came up that I was preaching and this room was empty. And so, God, we don't take for granted being able to be together. But, Father, if your presence doesn't fill the room, then we're just having a meeting. But, Lord, we want to have worship. We want to have a time of fellowship. We want to have a time of celebrating you. And that's got to be done by your spirit leading. So have your way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm one that, uh, that, that likes to see things go from chaotic to organized. I'm one that likes to see things go from a little bit of conflict to actual resolution. I, 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 I like words, but some of y'all love words. I like playing the game Scrabble, but I don't like to play the game Scrabble because of the words. I like to just get all my puzzles and pieces and then see everything pan out on the board and look neat. I'm a little weird like that. I, I, uh, I like to have a clean house. I like to go from seeing my, my home with shoes everywhere and dishes dirty everywhere to stand back and see everything nice and in order. I was a sophomore in college, and a lot of people was having problems. A lot of folks was wilding out, and my first freshman year, I was one of them, and so one of the deans said, well, hey, we're going to come up with this, this new program. This program is one where... Uh, instead of when people get in trouble, they come see us, we're going to have a, a peer program where they can come talk to another student and the student be a mediator to help the two people work it out. And I signed up for that and loved seeing a conflict shift from people not agreeing to actually being on the same page and working it out. Today, as we hear from God's word, we're going to see a situation that seems somewhat chaotic, seems like conflict is bubbling up, and see the Lord bring order to it, order that has benefited the church, order that has blessed us, and order that has ultimately led towards uh, us being blessed with a new associate pastor and Pastor Kevin. So would you turn with me to Acts chapter 6? Acts chapter 6. We're going to look at the first seven verses of Acts chapter 6. And if you don't, uh, you have a pew Bible near your knees, it will also be on our screen. Acts chapter 6, it says in verse 1, Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews, 
because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit of wis- and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenius, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many priests became obedient to the faith. The Lord's word. It's interesting to see what happens when multiple cultures mix. Uh, when, when, When two different cultures get together, sometimes it could get a little rocky. Uh, I don't really need a microphone. I, I, I use a microphone just to try to bless the people online. But my family, my family loud just because we loud. That, that, that's the culture I come from. That's, that's just how we get down. My wife's family is not. My wife's family speaks a bit softer. And so when we're having a discussion, some of y'all call it an argument. I call it a discussion. And I'm getting a little bit into it. She's like, wait, wait, why are you yelling at me? I ain't yelling. I'm just talking. And cultures can sometimes just miss each other, can sometimes have a a, a bit of a collision. And we have a collision take place in Acts chapter 6. In Acts chapter 6, you have people that love Jesus. You've got groups that love Jesus. But one of the groups is the Jews. The Jews have been raised in the Old Testament. They've got uh, schools that have trained them. They have laws and rules, and they have generations upon generations that have been walking this walk of faith, known for being godly people. But then you got some of our, our, our Greek family, family that, that had what you would call um, 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 unorganized backgrounds. Maybe some of their grandparents delighted in eating food that was sacrificed. Maybe they were involved in intimacy actions that were not uh, agreed upon by the church. Maybe they looked like the folks you wouldn't want to welcome in. Whatever that is. And so now you see both of these groups coming together because there's an issue. Women from the group are not being fed. Not just women, widows. Widows who depended on the the benefit, depended on the generosity of the Christian community were not being fed. And now you've got these two cultures that are very different starting to clash about what should be done. Because this is an issue. And I can be real with y'all just for a second. There's, there's three environments that I've seen when, 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 when godly saints start to get out of pocket. The first one, sports and competition. 
You see some Christians playing a sport, man. Look, somehow it's like, like they come with arrogance. or oh, we going to match that arrogance. I see you, number 32, come over here again and see what happens. Some, something about sports will take us to the next, the next level, and you step out. It, it'll push you. It'll get you out of pocket a little bit. Next, besides sports, I, I see when people feel like they're about to miss out on an opportunity, especially miss out on something they think will benefit them. Go to Black Friday. <laughs> Go to Black Friday. We, 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 we fighting over over. Cordless two over toothbrushes. We we fighting over people going crazy when they feel like they're about to miss out on something. And the third thing I've seen when people get out of pocket, get a little bit crazy, have the potential to to just have conflict erupt is when they have not eaten. You you set up the buffet. You you get the potluck going, and tell people they gotta wait. I see the meatball sandwich right there, though. What, what you mean I got to wait? I, I, I know, because I'm one of them. I know I get, I get a little short with people. I don't want to talk. Hey, Pastor, how you doing? I'm cool. <laughs> I know, because I, I get short. I know I get out of my natural, and, and we have here the perfect opportunity for two different cultures, even that love Jesus, to be like, why y'all tripping on them? Why y'all tripping? It's about to go down, and what they do is see the Holy Spirit, see our Savior, see our God come in and provide order. Look with me in verse 2. It says, And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word to the word of God to go to serve tables. What are they saying here? They're not, they're not trying to belittle what it means to serve because serving was first modeled by Jesus. This is where we, we get our idea of deacons and we get our idea of, of understanding like what it means to serve one another. Jesus, the king of all kings, served others when he came and modeled in the upper room, when he came and modeled what it looked like to wash the feet of people. See, when your feet got washed, it wasn't by the person with the most power in the food room. When your feet got washed, it was by the servants in the room. And Jesus models that by washing their feet. And so here, they're not saying that, that serving tables is beneath them. They're just saying our goal, our focus, we got to stay in our lane. And if each of us stays in our lane, the kingdom is advanced. And their lane was prayer and preaching the word. And they needed someone else who would be willing to come and serve to enter into their lane. And they pursued some brothers. Couldn't just be any brother off the street. Was a brother of good moral stature, full of the spirit, wisdom. And they began to appoint. And if you notice, which, which we, don't, we don't get this, but if I, if I said to you, uh, they appointed uh, uh, Shekinah, they appointed uh, um, Tarini, they appointed uh, uh, Rafiq. Uh, if I said those names, you would start to automatically be like, oh, that's probably some black folk. That's probably, that's probably, see, these names are Greek names. So now 
the people who were Jewish, and, and this is where I, I love our faith. Our faith welcomes all people. Our faith celebrates all people. Our faith says your background does not discount you because they take Greek folks who should have been tossed out, who should have been their enemy. These Greek folks now become leaders. They model service unto the whole community. And then it says this beautiful thing in verse 5. What started off as some conflict begins to, in verse 5 says, and what they said pleased the whole gathering. Everybody now good. All on the same page. Everybody says this is now the way we shall move forward. Peace and unity and the widows are now cared for. The preachers and praying warriors can now pray. The servants can now serve. It's a beautiful thing when we, when we stay and understand the, the order of God and the beauty of God and the importance of us all contributing in our lane. I'm not saying every one of you here needs to be an elder. I'm not saying every one of you needs to be a deacon. I am saying every one of you as a part of this church needs to contribute. You need to contribute. Because it's who you are and God has created you with a, with a certain level of gifts that are to bless this body and bless others outside of this body. I, I, I would go crazy if you, if you have had any time with Pastor Kevin, you would know he would go crazy if he sat in a room and is an accountant. He'd be, he'd be going crazy. His, his hospitality, his, his love, and his connection with people is infectious, and he needs to be in a space where he can love on and care for people. But it ain't just him. It ain't just him. See, somebody, hallelujah, praise the Lord for a Jenny, somebody thrives in the area of administration. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, but, but here, come on now. <laughs> But, I, but I, 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 I love MacAv because we do already shatter the norm. The norm says, I think it's like 15% of people do like 85% of the work. We shatter that norm already. We have servants that are serving. But I'm not going to drop the bar low. Every person has something to offer the body, and today we are going to celebrate what our brother is bringing to the table as an associate pastor. But let that be an encouragement to you. Let it be a, a prototype to you. Let, as he's marching towards Christ, it be an encouragement for you to march towards Christ in the same way in your lane. We do this. Not because we're trying to serve so we can get accolades. We don't do this so that we can have our personal encouragement. We do this so that Christ can be exalted and we as a family, as a whole gathering, can please the Lord and be pleased with one another. And so I celebrate you operating in the fullness of what God would have for you here at MacAv. And if you're at home looking online, yes, we want you to be serving with us as well. This is a family, a community affair, and we would love 
to have each person flourishing in their gifts. Will you join me in prayer? Father, 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 I thank you, Lord, for creating order. That when there's potential for conflict, we can, as a church family, work it out, even though our, we may have different backgrounds and differences, Father. You give us the ability to experience unity. I thank you for the humility modeled in the scripture and pray that we would live out that humility in our homes and in this church. Father, we love you. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, so today, we want to do a couple of things. We want to uh, celebrate God, and in doing so, we also want to celebrate our brother, Pastor Kevin. And so uh, today, we are going to uh, install him. Uh, and in installation, uh, there, there's two kind of words associated with pastors. One is ordination. Ordination says you are fit to be a pastor. Installation says you will serve as a pastor at this particular church. And so we are today uh, acknowledging uh, him and celebrating him through installation. And we will be mentioning uh, the process we've gone through as we've assessed him and think that he is fit to be a pastor. And so um, first, I'm inviting some people to help me do that. Uh, we had some people submit uh, some, some encouraging words uh, to our brother so that he would know that beyond just his church family here, uh, there's people who've invested in your life prior to this, brother. And so we have a few messages uh, that we want shared uh, that we pray will encourage you. You guys could uh, point your attention towards the screen. Hello, Pastor Rodney here from North Church in Oklahoma City. And I want Kevin and Monica to know how proud I am of them. Kevin, reflecting back on those days when you were far from God and now to see that radical transformation and how on fire you are for God, how that you are discipling, training, leading, reaching out to people, bringing them the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We at North Church and myself personally cannot be more proud of what God has done in your life and both of you together. And today, we're excited about the future of Mac Avenue Community Church and your partnership with them and to hear the great things that God will be doing there. Know that we're praying for you and cheering you on. God bless. Kevin, congratulations on your installation. Man, I am so proud of you. Lori and I are ecstatic for you and Monica as you start this journey officially uh, with Mac Ave. Um, as I was asked to uh, talk about where you were and who you are as a man um, and, and what I've seen over the years from you, man, uh, joy is the thing that comes to mind um, from fi almost 15 years ago, man. We were uh, hanging out at a bowling alley. Uh, you were just gone, man, and you were so lost in that moment. Um, but God connected us in an amazing way. And then uh, not shortly after that, you and I met up at, at the Crest Foods parking lot here in Edmond. And uh, man, you made a decision to follow Jesus. And it was at that moment that, that you made that decision to never go back, to never 
look back at, at the past um, and to just follow Jesus with everything you had um, from from being on the ice um, and, and doing chapels together to you going on to play professionally um, and then God just moving you out of hockey as a profession uh, to ministry 100%. Man, to walk with you in those moments, to, to go from your mentor and your, uh, your chaplain to, you know, being best friends, dude, and, and getting into all kinds of trouble together, uh, whether it be hockey camp or whatever, bro, you have done it. You are there and man, uh, to the community of Mac Ave, um, you are getting a man of God. You are getting a man who is so passionate about Jesus, who will go to every length to share Jesus and, and, and the love of Jesus uh, with with anyone and everyone that he comes into contact with. Um, how do I know this? Kevin was a brawler. Kevin was a fighter. He, When he played a professional, when he played collegiate hockey, that was his role. He fought, and he fought for every inch, and he fought for every second that he could uh, on the ice. Um, and man, he takes that same battle uh, into the mission field. He takes that same mentality of, of uh, going out and making disciples. He is going to go to battle for you. He is going to be on his knees in prayer for you and, and encouraging you as, as the body of Christ. And man, as, as Kevin um, takes this role, Kevin, as you take this role, uh, man, I'm so proud of you. I am so excited for you. I'm so excited for the change that's gonna happen in the city of Detroit. The, the, the movement that is going to come uh, through your willingness to step out. To Monica, man, Lori and I love you so much. You are family. Kevin, you are family from, from both of us here in Edmond. Uh, Lori and I, we love you guys, and we are so excited for your journey that you're moving into at MacAv. MacAv, you got a good man, a man who is going to be an encouragement to you, who is going to preach truth, who is going to live out the gospel in everything that he does. Uh, Kevin, congratulations. Monica, stick with him, keep pushing him, uh, and uh, give him the old sucker punch every once in a while. We love you guys, and we will see you again soon. And uh, there was someone else who was not able to um, do a video, but they did write something. So uh, our elder Johnny's going to come up and, and read that. Um, this is a message from Kendall uh, Maganyam. Uh, pastor Kev, I rejoice with you, Monica, Evie Rose, and Mac Avenue on your installation as pastor. I remember Paul's joy as he wrote to the Macedonians in Philippians 1 saying, I rejoice, seeing Christ Proclaim brought Paul joy, and this is why I rejoice with you and your new church family on this day. Since I met you, you have sought to orient your life both inside and outside your home to proclaim Christ, to magnify him, to exalt him, and to see him high and lifted up. You have proclaimed Christ with zeal, endurance, and joy. You have proclaimed Christ to yourself, to your wife, to your friends, to your family, to your neighbors, to the lost, and to those you've discipled. I am sure you will make it your ambition to continue preaching Christ at Mac Avenue Community Church. Keep preaching Christ in your home, in the trenches, and from the pulpit. This, my friend, 
is your calling. This is what you, your family, and this church need. God helping you, I know this is what you will endeavor to do. In this, I rejoice. Your grateful and proud brother, Kendall. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Terrence to share some words of encouragement as one of many uh, of your community, Pastor Kevin, who are walking alongside you. And actually, at this time, Kevin and Monica, would you mind coming and sitting up front? Yeah. All right. Got some audio up in here. Well, good morning. My name is Terrence Gray. I bring you greetings from Ward Church. And I can echo what was said already this morning. You have a good man. Mac Avenue. Uh, God has blessed you uh, with, with, a, with a good man who has a heart for Jesus and a heart for people. And uh, you, you are in for a real treat with having the Fukala family in your midst. I just want to share a few reflections from uh, the book of Jeremiah this morning. Uh, and this is Jeremiah uh, chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. And it says, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build, and to plant. From this passage, I, I picked out three meditations for you to meditate on, Kevin. The first one is, God's calling comes with God's affirmation. The second one is God's calling comes with God's providence. And God's calling comes with God's presence. And all of those realities are true for, for all Christians. Uh, but, but today, my friend, I just want you to know that he is with you in your ministry, and specifically those apply, apply directly to the ministry. What a blessing it is to be a doorman in the house of the Lord, let alone one of his shepherds. And he has called you to be one of his shepherds. What an honor. What a joy. What a privilege. And with that calling comes God's affirmation, his providence, and his presence. Another way to say this is that God's man will never be alone. And Kevin, you are God's man. And his calling upon your life comes with his affirmations. There will be days where you question whether or not you are the man for the job. Don't worry. It happens to all of us. But just as God affirmed the prophet Jeremiah, he affirms you by saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And all of the events of your life leading up to this point, not one of them was wasted. No pain was wasted. No struggle was without purpose. Even though seasons that felt meaningless had meaning because God was with you all along. Receive his affirmation. Meditate on it often. Your father in heaven loves you and he has called you and he affirms you. 
Secondly, God's calling comes with God's providence. He will provide everything that you need for the journey. There will be days that you don't know if you have what it takes. Don't worry. It happens to all of us. And to that, God says, acknowledge me as the source of your strength. Get your eyes off of yourself. I am the one sending you, and therefore I am the one equipping you for this journey. Metaphorically speaking, God places his credit card on the table after dinner and says, I got it. This one is on me. The prophet Jeremiah says, then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. The Lord will give you everything that you need, including the very words that he puts in your mouth to minister with. God's calling comes with God's providence. And lastly, God's calling comes with God's presence. The book of Genesis tells us that Noah didn't just work for God or work with God, but no, Noah walked with God. This isn't just employment, but a call to walk with your creator in a deeper way as you serve in his vineyard. Now, there, there will be some days where you feel alone, but don't worry. It happens to all of us. But God wants, you, God wants you to know that he is with you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Pursue a close walk with him, Kevin. Pursuing productivity will get you praise for man, but pursuing God's presence will keep you in the ministry for the long haul. God is with you, Kevin, always has and always will be. Kevin, I love you, brother. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad that you're here with us here in Michigan. And I'm thankful for your friendship. And I'm glad that God put us on the path together as brothers. God bless you. I think we um, you might be learning something there, Pastor Kevin. That even if you don't bring nobody, you, you bring your child, because your child going to root for you. Pastor Karen, Pastor Terry, child, like, that's my daddy. <laughs> Amen. I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is beautiful. Yeah, they, they, they go back to uh, Memphis and Tennessee days, so it's just cool to see the Lord bring both of their paths here, and that uh, you guys have family that can celebrate you and be in your corner in addition to the, to the Mac family. As I hear these kids, uh, I just have a few quick, quick words to share with you, brother. I, um, I'm blessed to have a, a number of children myself, and uh, one thing I've noticed throughout life is I've never seen a parent only give their child one chore. <laughs> only thing you got to do is sweep the kitchen. Never, never seen it happen. Because a house, there's many components that a person has to develop in order to care for a home. And the Lord gives us this nice list of qualifications because now as a pastor, you'll be caring for his house. Here's some of the qualifications he gives. He says he, he wants you blameless. 
blameless for a couple of reasons. One, so that people can trust you, so that they can believe and depend on you, but primarily blameless because the only way we become blameless is when we acknowledge that Christ is the one whose blood was shed for our sins and he makes us blameless. It's blameless because you acknowledge that he is in control and we are not. I think he gives us the the ability, he says in there, to, to have your home in order so that, and, have, and have your faithful focus be upon caring for your wife. If, if, if the church is Christ's bride and he loves it sacrificially, then how do you love yours? God wants to see that love tandem taking place where you care for his bride, but not at the expense of yours, where you care for your bride, and that encourages the body. It says that you are to not be overbearing, that people should not feel the weight of gospel beauty on their shoulders, but the delight of gospel beauty on their shoulders. The beautiful things you get to do is you care for God's people and God's house. It says simply, don't be quick-tempered. Don't be impulsive. Be self-controlled. Why? Because knee-jerk reactions any of us can make without Christ. But it takes the man who is patient and allows gospel-centered wisdom to flow through the filter of Christ before we respond. Not being quick-tempered says, don't let no other spirits control you, Pastor Kevin. We don't want to see you out here with a 40-year-old E. It says, do not get drunk. Because there is one spirit, the Holy Spirit, that your mind submits to at all times. It's interesting that of all of these different things, and I'm only listing some, the list is even longer, these things are all character traits. There's only one that's an actual ability or responsibility based on ability, and that's teaching and preaching God's word. It says to do that so that you can be able to encourage and equip the saints, but also so that you can protect them from wacky doctrine, from doctrine that would lead them astray. I'm blessed to join you in that. But there's one last one of character that, that I, that I believe uh, sets us apart, and it says you must be holy. Set apart for Christ's purpose. Looking a bit different than the world, shining in a way that, that allows others to see Christ modeled unto them, that allows those within the church who say, I love Jesus, and those who don't love Jesus to say something different about him. Holiness. Brother, I am excited to walk this walk with you and have you joining our team. I think that uh, the Lord knew what he was doing by ordering you guys steps here and ordering our steps to connect with you. I believe that uh, we all have roles to play, and I pray that there will be a constant battle of service between the two of us. Being lead pastor will not be something that's domineered over you, and I pray that you would never feel like you are beneath me as an associate pastor. We are brothers in the Lord operating in our lanes. And when we do so effectively, this church will see that, and I pray 
will honor that and want to follow suit and see how the God would use them in their lane. I now, Pastor Kevin, have some words that I would like you uh, have a, a responsive reading. And I'd like you uh, and Monica to be able to respond. So I'm going to give you the mic. You mind standing up and coming like right over here, like in the middle of that camera shot? Boom, boom. There we go. You know what? They don't want to see the back of your head, so I want to see the back of your head. You can look at them. Okay. There we go. This first one, you can respond by saying, I am. Do you this day, Kevin, take the role of associate pastor and acknowledge yourself as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ? I am. The rest of them, you can respond by saying, I will. Will you devote yourself to the service of God in this world? I will. Will you live in a manner that encourages and empowers this body to love God and to love one another? I will. Will you do all in your power to contribute to the bond of peace so that the world might see a unified Macav? I will. Will you honor God through loving your wife and child? I will. Will you do all in your power to be responsible to the task for which you have been chosen? I will. Will you shepherd Jesus Christ's sheep? I will. Amen. Amen. At this time, I want to have you guys take a seat because I need to challenge the, the church body a little bit. And then we're going to be praying for you. Church family, Pastor Kevin is committing to serving us, to walking with us, to loving us. But we have the opportunity to make that a joyous task or to make that the most stressful task in his life. <laughs> and so we, the body of Christ, broken, the body of Christ in, in need of help, the body of Christ needing support. We're not saying we come into Pastor Kevin perfect. What we are saying is we want to be an encouragement to his family. And so, church family, as we want to model faithfulness, vulnerability, and humility, I ask you a few questions where I would like you, if you agree, that you say, we will. First question. Will you celebrate Pastor Kevin's leadership and help contribute to the joyous task of pastoring? Will you honor his marriage and the investment he makes in his family? Will you pray that the Lord would guide, lead, and protect our new associate pastor as he pursues Christ? And will you continue to pray for him and his family? Amen. Amen. At this time, I want to do two things. I want to have our pastor Chris come forward. He's going to sing a song that Pastor Kevin has selected. And while he's doing that, we're going to put a robe on Pastor Kevin. Uh, the robe, I know it's, it's, going, it's going to be a little tough, y'all, because he's killing it in that suit today. You know what I'm saying? That suit, he's killing the suit. But, but, but the purpose of the robe is to do two things. It's to remind us of the order of God. 
that God is not just haphazardly, but God has order. And the robe was one of the things that that decorated certain people set apart to to help lead the people to God. And the robe also is something that's supposed to actually hide anything that would draw you to the man. You're not supposed to be like, oh, look at his tie. I think I think oh, he don't have on a good tie this week. I'm cool on worship. No, actually, the robe is supposed to be something that helps make it consistent so that what you see is Christ and Christ alone. And so just as my robe has been blessed and given to me by a church member, uh, church members also went and purchased uh, Pastor Kevin's robe and have presented it to him. And so we are grateful for this body. While the song is being sung, I'm going to robe Pastor Kevin. And then after the song, Uh, The elders will come forward and we are going to pray around him and the church body will be extending arms towards their family. So what we're going to do is have your family come to the center over here. And we will be praying for their family. I love that in in that scripture was the laying on of hands to affirm uh, the beauty of those roles of service. Amen. (laughs) And so if you could extend your hands towards their family. Beautiful kids crying is okay. We're going to celebrate the Lord. And if some could just pray over them, I will close us out. Feel free to pray, family. Yes, Lord. Lord, we just ask that you would bless them here, that you would use them to bless this church and this community, Lord. Lord, help them to feel your love here in this community. Lord, let uh, your love just pour through them. Let your love just pour through them uh, into our church and our community, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord, we are just so grateful. I ask for your hand to be upon this church, on this pastors, and on this people, Lord. Lead us, God, in your ways, Father. I pray that Kevin uh, hears you with um, clear transmission, Father. Yes, Lord. Uh, Give him 20-20 vision into your plans and your purpose for his life and his role here at Mac, God. And just, Father, I ask that um, as he leads uh, the team and as he leads um, uh, this, this, this body, Father, that you would give him great wisdom, Lord. Yes, um, Lord. We are so blessed to have him and Monica and Evie. Father, make them feel at home, Father. Mm, Let help yes, them to Lord. call this home, Father. Yes, Lord. Um, that when he wakes up, he knows that he's home. And Lord, we just mm. pray that we become a big family for him. Jesus. Yes, yes Jesus. Father, we continue to pray over them, and um, we pray that you would set a hedge of protection around their home, that you would make their home uh, a place where um, there is peace. Um, We pray that you would make 
um, their home uh, sanctuary of refuge um, for, for all of them. Um, as Kevin goes out and, and does battle, um, as was mentioned earlier, um, that he would come home to, um, to peace and rest. Yes, Lord. Um, and we know that um, not everything is always perfect, and, and but um, that you would be there in the midst. Yes, um, Lord. Even when there's struggle. Yes, um, Lord. And that their their minds would be set on you, yes. and that um, mm. and even in the midst of any um, distress or, or struggle, that their hearts would would rest assured that um, that you are there guiding them, um, and that they would trust not in their own understanding, that mm. they would lean on, on your understanding. On you, Lord. Um, yes, that God. there would always be um, a um, return to peace. Yes, Lord. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for uh, continuing to remind us that family is not only defined by blood, uh, but defined by you. And you do a uniting work that makes us strong. It truly makes us family. And we pray that they would feel welcomed. We pray they would feel celebrated. We pray their gifts would be on full display. We pray for uh, their marriage to flourish and their parenting to flourish. Um, and God, we pray for you to give them the ability to work through challenges because we know they're going to come. Internal challenges that happen within our minds and external challenges that happen as Satan tries to throw stuff our way. God, would you give them wisdom and give them peace? And Lord, we, we thank you. We celebrate you as we celebrate them. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. 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 So, Pastor... Pastor Kevin had, um, typically when you do ordination, like you go through a, a lengthy process before you're ordained. And we're not one of those big, uh, big denominations. And so uh, there's two things you're trying to check for. You're trying to check to make sure that a person uh, loves Jesus and understands who he is. And you're trying to make sure that their character is intact. Well, I've, you know, called up people, called his references, talked to friends, folks sent in videos. We've got people affirming and celebrating his character. And I've had a chance to, to pick his gospel brain for a bit. And he prepared a document for our elder team and church body uh, that just shares the, uh, a statement of his faith, what he believes. And it is sound and it is solid and you would be encouraged by it. But uh, one of the things he said in there was just a simple sentence. He said, what is the gospel in a sentence? He says, the good news is that God reigns in the person and rescuing work of King Jesus and sinners can become citizens through repentance and faith in this king. Sinners can become citizens. You get to enter into a new kingdom, a new reality 
when you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Such great words. And how do you get something so like this and put it in one sentence, Brown? You got to teach me some of that. But family, if you have heard a lot today, talked about deacons and elders and widows being cared for and friends coming forth, encouraging friends. If you heard all of these different things, but you still leave not hearing that Jesus loves you. And as king, he wants to offer you an opportunity to serve him. But what he does is not treat you like a servant. He actually models serving and caring for and loving you. And so it's the best deal you could ever, ever consider that the God of the universe wants to see you prosper. Only thing he asks is for commitment and acknowledgement that you need him, that you can't do it yourself, that leading your life your own way leads to pain. But submitting that unto him can lead to you flourishing. Today, we offer you the opportunity to be saved. We offer you the opportunity to new life. We offer you the chance to be saved from sin and walking in the newness that Christ offers. And if you would like to accept that invitation, we ask you to simply pray a prayer with me and repeat after me. You can do it in, in, in your head or you could do it vocally. Lord, I believe you are real. I also believe I'm a sinner. I need your grace. You died so that I could live and be set free from sin. Now, allow the spirit to fill me so that I can walk with thee. If you prayed that prayer, if you believe that prayer, if you like pastor walking with the spirit, what does that mean? All I know is I'm jacked up and I need God. See, the, the, the heart is what matters most. And we are excited to celebrate you walking with believing in Jesus today. One of the ways in which we like celebrate Christ and acknowledge who he is is through the act of communion. And so we want to invite you, if you are in your pew, you can grab uh, your communion elements. If you are at home, you can get your communion elements. Uh, communion is something that we do as an, as an act of worship. It reminds us of what Christ has, has done on the cross and how we walk victoriously with him.